Good afternoon, Professor Peter Lynham. Good afternoon. How are you going? Good. Now, are we looking at a completely different survey this week, one that you've also been part of? It was a completely different survey, and it was one that I was part of, yes, indeed. Okay, tell us about this this particular survey. Was it the highlights of the 2023 Church Life Survey in New Zealand? Yes. So, well, well, those are the results. Church, something called the Church Life Survey, which is done every has been done for every five years, and mm-hmm. I've been involved with it for about 25 years. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we got just over, I think it's now up to 23,000 people. How many? In churches, 23,000 23,000, so it's a pretty big sample size. Yeah, that's right. From a very wide range of denominations mm. who filled in the survey, which, except I might say, unfortunately, some of those mega churches and youth churches and uh, Pentecostal churches who seemed a bit reluctant um, to to submit their numbers to our scrutiny, but... I think they're, they're, they miss out from that, but we miss out too because I'd say that a fair proportion of young people involved in church probably are going to a, a youth-focused church. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, of course. Um, so that means that the average age of this, this 23,000 people was extremely high. It averaged came into just under 69. Oh, my age. goodness. Wow. So yeah. these, this Can is definitely that? an older de- demographic. That is an astonishingly old demographic. Um, and, I mean, looking around at a lot of churches that I see today, and I get around a bit, and I think that there's a, it's borne out by the evidence. You know, there's mm. a lot of older folk dominating the church pews, um, especially as the regulars. And um, that's a big, big problem for religion mm. in the coming 20 years because, yes. well, they could wipe themselves out if they're not careful in, in a very short time. Very much so. Um, now, Peter, I printed out the, the highlights or the infographic yep, sure. pages, and yep. the biggest graph on the whole thing is what do attendees, <clears throat> church attendees want to prioritise in the next year? And way yep. down the bottom is support social justice and care for the needy only 15 percent of respondents were like yep that's what we want to prioritize next year i thought the church you know i thought that's what the church was all about but it seems that the attendees don't really give too much of a hoot about social justice and care for the needy um mind you there is another graph where they were asked um and you you wouldn't have got that in the highlights yeah i think let me have a look where they were asked do they do, and it's a series of things which they're asked, do you do mm. this? Um, how much are you involved in that? And um, so, I mean, that was quite a different story because that showed up what proportion of people um, are involved in uh, helping the needy, um, lending money, mm. uh, supporting a campaign, caring for the sick, helping in crisis. And what was pretty interesting about that is that a much higher proportion of of church-going people would be involved in that sort of thing in the average population. So you've got um, 74% of that entire sample had given money to a charitable organisation. Does that include Um, the church? Yes, but then there are other figures that don't include the church. Okay. Um, So there's there's a figure... um, Donate to charity, stopped 
helped them help an addict escape from addiction, mm-hmm. um, gave their possessions to somebody in need, and yes. those figures sit in at around 45%. Um, visited hospital, those figures come in at around 45%, which is a very much higher figure than the proportion of people who go to hospital in our general society. Um, uh, lent money to somebody in need mm. seems to come in at over fifty percent of the total population. Would that include relatives? Population. No, it was specifically didn't include relatives. Okay, all right, that's interesting. So, it, what it's interesting is it paints a picture of church as an older group of people with quite a sense of benevolence. Mm. Um, mostly fairly community-minded, um, but facing a big problem that they're not passing on those values to younger people. Or if they are passing on those values, they're not passing it on through religion. Mm. Mm. Um, the one bit that varies from that was the question of migrants, because as anybody who's been to a Catholic church recently will know, Catholic churches in Auckland, anyway, are crowded out by migrants. The bottom of that highlights, I don't know if you noticed, 74% of Catholic churchgoers in Auckland are overseas born, which is vastly above the figures. What countries are are they mainly coming from, Peter? Philippines, Ireland, uh, Korea. Mm Mm-hmm. The Catholics, quite a lot of them come from Africa and India as well. I suppose but it does kind of make sense that people are going to church if they've just freshly arrived in a country and they can strike up yeah, precisely. some friendships. Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a support structure mm. when you you haven't got many contacts, you haven't yeah. got family around. You've got something so in common. Reach out, you reach out to migrants. Yeah. It brought the average age of Catholics in Auckland down vastly below what it is elsewhere in New Zealand, I might say. Yes. (laughs) Which is quite interesting. Um, It's also intriguing to see that churchgoers tend to be very highly educated. Now, that's interesting because, I mean, older people over the age of 65 are of the generation which didn't get to go to university so readily as people do today. So today, it's roughly forty percent of the uh, of young population that goes to university. How many people in the olden days went to university? I thought it was free, so lots of people went. I can assure you that it was free for it was free when I went through. Mm-hmm. That lasted, I think, for three years. <laughs> and, um, um, no, back in the back in the fifties and sixties, uh, it was <clears throat> I don't know how much it cost. But the proportion of people going to university is about 15% of the population. Yeah. So so what's curious about this is that I think it proves that most of the church is very middle class. Mm -hmm. I mean, assuming that education is a proxy for for your middle class character, Mm. which it probably is. Um, And, and of course, that probably explains also why they don't... They're not self-perpetuating because um, middle class also means smaller family size. Mm. Now, because there's another problem with these figures of who we we weren't able to sample. We tried our best to get Pacifica churches to fill in the survey, and we had 
all the right contact, um, et cetera, et cetera. But Pacifica people are surveyed to the death, I think. Yes. <laughs> so that would have made a big difference to the average age of, say, Presbyterians and Methodists mm-hmm. if they had been in the survey instead. Hey, Peter, there's, Peter there's, yeah. a, there's this graph line here which said highly educated but believing. We're obviously, we're talking about this. I'm going to talk about the other oh, line no. on this. It's, Take the Bible literally. What is that? Isn't this wacky? Yeah. Well, I don't know what it means because I, d- I was not responsible for this page of highlights. Mm. And I don't think there is a direct relationship between the one point on the graph and the other point on the graph. I was surprised to see how many Catholics took the Bible literally because um, I thought on the whole Catholics from many overseas countries don't read the Bible a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting that the so-called other Protestants, meaning not the Anglicans, Presbyterians, Methodists, 29% of them take the Bible literally. That, that, that is interesting. So it shows that our church communities... Sorry about that noisy car. Um, our, our church communities divide pretty sharply into ones with more liberal agenda, ones with a more church-focused agenda like Catholics, and ones with a very conservative Bible-focused agenda, mm. and that includes Baptists, Salvation Army, and, well, you know, the rest of the small churches, I think. Yes. Okay. So... <clears throat> Yeah, it's intriguing. There's some other interesting stuff in here, uh, such as on the second page of this highlight sheet, uh, they've measured or taken responses from these people that have filled out the survey as to whether they feel the presence of God in church, usually or nearly always. Yeah. Um, Talk us through that, Peter. So it's an interesting thing that for some people... Mm church is connecting to God and that every every week they're there because that's where God is. Okay. Not everybody feels that way about church and it's interesting that in fact um, the other Protestants, those Baptists, the Salvation Army and, and the range within them, hmm. have a much lower figure of feeling the presence of God than Catholics do. Yes, And I think it's part of the logic is the Catholic formula is very, very steady and stable and fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, you expect a five-minute sermon and you expect the mass and, and a few songs and it's short and to the point, hopefully. And, and in the mass, you take the consecrated bread and God is inside you. Mm-hmm. And so... I think there's a kind of different theology between that and typically Protestants, you have to work much harder to get something out of your religion. You've got to think hard, read the Bible, you know, do various things in order to get it. So we thought that was a quite intriguing question, actually. Um, And so there's there's a whole set of range of sort of values that people bring to church. And it is a bit different from different types of churches. Hmm. And now, with with this, with these results, Peter, what's the ultimate goal? What are they going to use the 20, 2023 Church Life Survey of New Zealand to? 
hopefully every achieve. Congregation, every congregation that did it, and there were just under 500 that did it, gets a very detailed report um, of their congregation, and they can compare that to other congregations. And if they did the survey in previous years, they can compare it to previous results. Mm-hmm. So the, the theory behind it is that churches should not just be vague, untargeted groups that, that just drift along with the tide, but they should be focused in what they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. They've got to decide what their focus is, and then they've got to do it. Now, of course, you can argue that market-driven religion is as bad as everything that's market-driven. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it becomes trivialized in the process of trying to be um, related to, to people, and so there's that risk. But generally, people have used the survey, particularly, have become much more aware, um, particularly hopeless preachers get told that they're hopeless preachers. Um, And uh, if the church doesn't seem to know where it's going and people feel less committed, then the congregation has given a warning to the leadership, something's wrong. Mm. So that's the kind of philosophy behind it. We're aggregating the total results, which is great for those of us who love figures, but probably of less relevance for individual congregations. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's interesting. Cut back on support and uh, support social justice and care for the needy and maybe focus on uh, improving yeah, the worship it, services. It's it, so it, weird. And you, see, and you see, that is the odd thing that happened. Well, actually, remember that the top one mm. was build a strong community in the church. And that's intriguing because if you look at general social science surveys of what the what the general demand of the population is, everybody's after community at the moment. Community is the big... So I don't think there's anything distinctive about that compared to anywhere else. I mean, you might have thought churches would be home and hosed in the area of build a strong community. Mm. And I would have thought they were better off than most because at least you're talking to a larger group. But they're obviously not satisfied. Um, so, I mean, you could argue that this is this just shows to to priests and ministers that they fail to get anything through to the people because the people just want more of the same mm. and don't want to change the world, um, uh, and aren't particularly interested. Even you notice at the very bottom of the table is inviting others to church and sharing your own faith. Yeah. <laughs> It's too hard to convert <laughs> others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah, let, just right. let them yeah. do their own thing, those bloody heathens. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Peter, <laughs> thank Very you so good. much for chatting to us. We'll look forward to speaking with you next week. Pleasure. Bye.